Welcome to We Got Goals, a podcast by asweatlife.com on which we talk to high achievers about their goals. With me today is Erin Chirac, who is the co-founder of Shy Society, which is a new and upcoming virtual streaming platform uh, for fitness coming out of Chicago. Erin, how did I do? How was that intro? You nailed it. Perfect. <laughs> um, talk to us. Tell us what you're up to, where you are, um, and then we'll jump into your goals. Sure. So we just actually started Shy Society, which as you said, is a uh, it's an on-demand streaming platform featuring 30-minute workouts from Chicago's top instructors. So we have the likes of cycle, Pilates, bar, yoga, boxing, and strength classes that we feature. Um, and we really wanted to create this platform as a sense of bringing the Chicago fitness industry together and really trying to elevate them on the national platform of all of these other on-demand streaming services. Because we you know, really felt that Chicago definitely has some of the most talented instructors I've personally ever experienced. Um, and I feel like they just, they needed that spotlight and they needed that place to shine. So we created it for them. Amazing. And how long have you been live? Only about two weeks now. So we actually just launched on the 15th of February. So with the site was up before, but we just were collecting content and doing all the behind the scenes stuff. But February 15th, we launched live with our actual online membership program. Awesome. So at the time of recording, it is March 3rd. And, and when this goes live, it'll be probably a little later in March. Um, so hopefully you'll be leaps and bounds ahead of where yes. you are today. How, how's yeah. it going since launch? It's, it's going, it's going. It's been like, you know, kind of one of those things where you feel like you're in the movie Aladdin and you're just kind of floating <laughs> along on this magic carpet. <laughs> like, I'm just going. <laughs> it's just, things are moving, things are shaking. You know, we're really starting to get um, you know, the awareness built up and a lot of people are getting really excited about it. We've been getting a lot of thank you messages from people like, thank you for creating this. Thank you for bringing all these trainers together. So it's been, uh, the response has been amazing and we've just, yeah, we're, we're elated by it. That's awesome. I, I don't think I've ever heard entrepreneurship, uh, described as a magic carpet ride. <laughs> <laughs> it's really accurate though, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I think we should probably put it on a notebook and sell it. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, let's talk about your goals. Tell me about a big goal that you've set and accomplished and why was it important to you? Sure. So I, uh, forever, I should say, I've always had the goal that I've always wanted to open up my own business. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to, at the time, I thought I wanted to own a physical studio space. I wanted to, you know, have my own company. Um, so it's been a dream of mine for years now, I would say probably over 10 years now. Um, and it finally came true when I created MD Fitness, which is uh, now an on-demand streaming platform for dance cardio and strength classes with my my business partner, Bobby Gauss. So that was one of the, I would say my first toe dips into the entrepreneurial world and really getting that experience of what it's like to go through the process of starting a company and being a business owner. So that was a huge, huge goal and a huge win on my part. So I love that. Um, slight tangent, if you'd like to come with me on it. Uh, Please. Have I, has Bobby ever told you the story of how we met? Yes. So, okay. So I'll tell it for listeners too. So Bobby, Aaron's business partner, and I met in New York at the studio where he used to teach uh, in New York City. Actually, Maggie Umberger, who is a, is a part of the Asweltley family forever, but is now also a part of the Shy Society family, yeah. um, she and I were on 
we used to go on these trips to other cities and just try fitness. We were in New York doing that. Um, what a life we had in the beginning. <laughs> <So> like, um, <laughs> But we we were in New York just trying stuff, and Bobby was our instructor. And I think both of us just had this feeling like we've got to talk to this guy. And so as we were chatting with him, he mentioned at the end of his conversation that his then fiance, now husband, was uh, about to accept or be chosen by a residency program. And a couple of their choices were like on the East Coast, and one of them was in Chicago. Um, and we were like, oh, Chicago. So then he ended up in Chicago, and we've been friends ever since. And that was probably... Yeah. I don't know, four years ago. Yeah. I think it's actually coming up uh, close to five, six years almost. Wow. I know. That's wild. And then you and Bobby, so you and Bobby have been working on MV fitness for a while. Do you want to talk about that journey, how it went from idea to real life? (laughs) Yeah. So it was actually kind of funny. So Bobby and I um, worked together at another studio um, and we had I, Bobby and I came to be very close friends. So he was doing these pop-up dance fitness classes and I had taken one. And during that class, I kind of had this aha moment where I was like, this guy has talent. This is amazing. I felt so good after taking the class. Like I was just like on this like high of just feeling amazing. So I had approached him and I said, you have something here. You really need to do something about it. And Bobby's the type of person, you know, he's a very creative person, but it comes to like nailing things down and like actually starting the business, like no way it's not going to happen. So I had told him, I said, you know, this would be something if you're interested, I'd be willing to come in and help you with, because I really think that you have something here and this is something that Chicago needs. So we talked about the idea. We had a lot of meetings and then we both chickened out and we got cold feet. And it was, it was funny. It was almost like one of those things, like, Bobby and I like went on a date and never talked about it ever again. You know, like we were really like weird about it. Um, And then lo and behold, we continued the conversation and, you know, both were excited about it. And I ended up leaving the company that I was with. And that day, pretty much we connected and Bobby said, let's do it. And I said, okay. And we just kind of did it. So we started, we met, it was a beautiful day. He came to my house. We met on my back deck and we popped a bottle of champagne and had mimosas and he Bobby bought glittery notebooks. <laughs> and we just started writing things down as to what we thought we needed to do. Like we were like, okay, we need a website. We need this, we need this. And we, we just delegated who's doing what. And we just did it, you know, and we just slowly started checking off the list and, you know, started asking for a lot of help. I think we actually called you <laughs> a lot of guidance too. Um, that you sounds know, right. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we just kind of went with it and we, you know, we didn't have a master, I mean, we had ideas and we didn't have a master, master plan. We just both kind of went with it of like, we're just going to take things step by step and see what kind of evolves from the process. So, um, which was funny because we started it in January, right before the pandemic. So <laughs> Of course, we had to pivot on a dime and the the process of what we had thought we were going after had completely shifted. So um, it was definitely a journey. It's definitely still a journey and experience. So it's so interesting because I think there are a couple of things along the way that probably definitely shifted what you're doing now so much. Like, first of all, if if that studio, if you hadn't left that studio, do you think that you would have ever started MV Fitness? Never. Never. Uh, so in the end, like that, that moment is sort of like the inflection yeah. point, right? Do you think yeah. about that? I do, you know, and it's funny because I, I think about that often. I've always been a strong believer in like everything happens for a reason. 
Um, so I've always kind of, you know, been one of those people where I'm like, okay, this is happening and I don't know why or what it's happening for, but it's going to. And now that I look back at things, I'm like, wow, if I would have stayed there and I, but I would have continued, like I never would have been pursuing my dreams and doing these things that I've been doing. And, you know, the never starting shy society, never starting MB fitness. And yeah, it's been, yeah, I'm a firm believer in that. It all happened for a reason. Yeah. I, I totally believe in that too. And I, I think it's interesting because one of, I, I think our, like today's generation, we sort of look at our fitness trainer, this is going somewhere, but we sort of look at our fitness trainers as like our Oprah's, <laughs> like, uh-huh. they totally. say, you know, like they say the things that like get us through life. And one of, one of my, um, favorite trainers says this thing that life is happening for you, not to you. Um, and it's, it's sort of, like exactly what you just described. It happened for you, not to you. That's really funny that you said that. Cause that was the first thing my husband said to me. Cause I had a moment where I was like, what am I doing? I'm, and I got really bitter and really angry and upset. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you have to remember life happens for you, not to you. And I was like, all right. So that's always been something that when I have those tough moments, I kind of remind myself of. So that's really funny that you said that. I mean, sometimes we just know the things we have to say to each other. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's what totally. I got goose. I got goosebumps as soon as you said that your husband said that I was like, Whoa. Yeah. That's <laughs> um, crazy. And, and then the pandemic, I mean, obviously the pandemic, oh. it, it changed everything we all were doing in mm-hmm. all of our business plans for the most part, unless you were already e-commerce, unless you were already like a company that existed in a digital space. So how did that change what you were doing with MV fitness and how did that lead to shy society? Sure. So we were MV fitness originally started where we were doing pop-up classes. So we were looking for locations to just host these pop-up classes. And we were coming in on a weekly schedule and going in there. So we were in the process. We had um, originally connected with the Essex uh, on Michigan Avenue. So we were doing pop-ups there on a weekly basis. And then we were, I was in a lot of conversations with other hotels and other fitness studios that we were in the process with. And then all of a sudden, boom, pandemic Mm -hmm. hit. So we immediately jumped on, we had, it, it just kind of, we just went with it. We immediately jumped on IG. We were doing these IG live classes, free classes as a way to still keep people moving and still also continue to build the MV fitness brand. So we were just like, we just need to keep going and we need to keep getting the brand out, which actually is a, hot as it sounds, we got a ton of exposure by doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that was really good for the brand that in essence, the pandemic happened because people were able to get a flavor for what MV Fitness is about and what the class is like. And we were able to get a lot of following that. So we started thinking of how can we, what do we need to do? Because we we can't teach this many classes all the time and mm-hmm. we're going to kill ourselves. So we came up with the idea of, well, let's start recording the classes while we're teaching them and develop an on-demand library. So we did that. Um, luckily, I had a friend who is a website designer, and she helped us kind of build out the page to the website. And we started charging a membership fee of you know ten dollars a month, something really easy in the beginning. And then we just started really developing this on-demand library. Right now, we have I think over seventy-five videos in there too. So, which has been really great. Um, and then we started also now when things are starting to open up and getting comfortable, we had started going back in studio and found out that people were not ready to go to the studio yet. So, so now we're doing a combination of the on-demand classes with the, the membership and then also some virtual classes as well. Um, but to kind of answer your question, I think having that experience of how to build out a website, how to launch this digital program, what is it like, all of that stuff, that was what kind of gave me the idea of Shy Society. Um, and funny is I always had this, this 
I don't want to say beef, but it's <laughs> kind of like ugh, about, you know, the, the digital world and the on-demand platform, you know, ever since Peloton came out and the OBs and all of these other platforms, I'm like, why is it always New York instructors? Why is it always LA instructors? You know, like I understand like they're pretty and they look good on the camera, but you know, taking those classes and me being a bit of a fitness snob, I'm like, they're not good, you know? <laughs> so I was just like, you know what? Obviously they're not going to come to Chicago. So let's just create it ourselves. So, you know, I, I knew kind of a, a general idea as to how to do it. And we had connected with um, another friend of mine who owns the DJ firm who had in the pandemic also had to pivot and had changed his, his business into a recording studio more or less. Um, so we started recording MV fitness classes there and then it kind of, we were at the studio and it just kind of one of those moments where I was like, Oh my God, this is it. And without even talking to Bobby, without even talking to anybody, they were all there. And I was like, Hey guys, I have an idea. <laughs> and I just presented to them and they all said, let's do it. So it was, we formed shy society, but it's funny on January 7th, I had filed the LLC. We met, I think on the third, when the idea popped up January 7th, I filed the LLC and then we were launching and live with the entire site on February 15th. So it just was one of those things where I was like, I don't know how it happened. <laughs> we just did it. You know, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. So it's crazy. Uh, uh, it's interesting because I, I think, um, as a, a, a general rule, like, Maverick, you don't have to growl. It's just our friend Aaron. Um, as a general rule, we, we've seen a lot of like media being created out of LA and New York because that's where media traditionally has been created. That's where like people know how to make media. That's where like the, that's where Hollywood is, is obviously totally. outside LA and in New York, we have all of the, the CNNs, the MTVs, you know, the, the spots where people have been making TV and live media and content forever and ever. Um, and so I think what's interesting about what has happened to fitness is that instructors are now a lot of them, like kind of solopreneurs, a lot mm -hmm. of instructors, they're either creating their own content, um, or they're just doing like one-on-one -on -one sessions. Um, so how has that like, changed or um, nudged shy society as you look at bringing on instructors and as you look at how you incentivize them? Yeah. So I actually, with the formation of shy society, I brought that into kind of the formation of it. So I wanted mm -hmm. really shy society to be a two-part process because things that I noticed during the pandemic were number one, all of these instructors were forced to be on their own where they were like, I have to, it's sink or swim. Like I have to either come out with my own brand or start doing a lot of personal training and everything. And they didn't have the support of their studios to really market them and give them a place to work out of. Um, second thing was I saw that consumers from the consumer standpoint, you know, we were chasing around on Instagram live, trying to find out where our instructors are and doing all of this stuff. And like, it was just, it was chaos. Mm -hmm. So there was a two-part thought of, of Shy Society and we wanted to create a, a space where, you know, we can not only bring all the instructors together where uh, from a consumer standpoint, they can take class with all the top instructors in Chicago and get all of these different formats and all their unique styles. But we also wanted it to be a space where instructors, we could highlight them and all of the amazing things that they're doing. So they could come and, you know, take a, a bar class with Liz and then also learn that she is a pre and postnatal cert and she has all of these other amazing things that she's doing, or they can take a strength class with Brent and also find that he has built an athletics. So we really wanted to support our instructors and give them that space where we can be like, Hey, you know, we can help you grow your business outside of shy society by being a part of this. So. Love it. Let's talk about your future goals. You ready? 
Yeah. Oh. All right. What's a big goal, Erin, that you're setting for the future and how do you plan to get there? My big goal is I want this to be national. I, I really, 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 and I'm going to speak it and put it in the universe. I want Chicago Fitness to be on that national platform along with the Pelotons, the OBs and everything of that. I think that, you know, the talent and the knowledge that is in Chicago and then the trainers and the passion that they have, it, it needs to be out there and people need to know it and they need to you know, be able to connect with them. So that's, that's my big goal. I'm, it's a big one. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but we're going to do it. <laughs> I, like, I like that you're very honest that you don't know how you're going to do it. <laughs> Hop well, it on the carpet again. <laughs> there you go. Get it out there. Um, it's interesting that you want this to be national too, because there are so many, so many other like pockets of trainers out there. Do you have designs to bring on other trainers from other cities or do you want this to be like Chicago specific? We get the trainers into this studio uh, and then we spread these amazing classes out. Nationally. Yeah, I want it to be, I definitely want it to stay Chicago local for now. Um, another idea that we've kind of toyed around with is do we make this something where it's almost like a, uh, I don't want to call it a Yelp for fitness instructors, but something of the sorts where maybe we extend it into other towns and we have, you know, a Detroit society or, a, you know, Milwaukee society and we kind of bring all of the top trainers. So it is one of those platforms. So that, that has been an idea is that we do expand it on the national level, but keep it each individual buckets so people can go through and kind of like scroll through and say, Hey, I'm in, I'm in Indiana right now. Where are all these trainers? So that's kind of been another idea we've toyed around with, but it's daunting <laughs> to say the least, because we'd have to set up recording studios and do all that all over the place, but it's not out of the equation. It's definitely something, but right now I think the focus is definitely to really highlight Chicago and put Chicago fitness on the map. Yeah, I, I think so. As we've talked about, Aaron, like a sweat life had a sister company for a while um, that we wound down, and it was a technology based business that was doing on demand classes, um, not not live, uh, but on demand classes in fitness. And we actually wound that down before the pandemic. Hindsight's twenty twenty. I know, <laughs> <laughs> but I I think it's interesting because I think we solved some of the problems that you probably will face, um, mm -hmm. or or have already faced, but, uh, the world's ready for on demand now. Yeah. Uh, so I'm curious, what are you doing about music? How are you kind of solving that issue? So knock on wood, we're hoping <laughs> it's not an issue yet. I, I spoke with a lot of lawyers, yeah. <laughs> a lot of them, and they pretty much said, keep doing what you're doing. And once you get the hand smacked, then we'll address it as, as a cop. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think the having the DJ aspect of it, which I haven't really mentioned, but having the DJ firm as our partners, they are actually creating custom mixes for us. Um, so I think that that has kind of been a, a way that we've been able to play the music aspect and not run into any issues yet, um, because they are able to make these custom mixes. So we'll cross that path when we come to it and probably pop a bottle of champagne if we get that big. <laughs> <laughs> they're coming after us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting because we we ended up using a platform called feed.fm, um, mm -hmm. which I think could be an awesome option for you guys if if you get your hands slapped or yeah. you can just pay the music companies. Who knows? Yeah. Um yeah. if you're that big. Or give oh them a, give them a piece of your company, which is what Peloton ended up doing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So they it's end up hard. That yeah. music industry, there's like 14 people to one song and you've got to find all of them. And you're like, I, <laughs> yeah, they're litigious. <laughs> yeah, they are. They, they are. are. Oh. Uh, 
but but it, it's solvable. It's totally yes, solvable. Totally. Um, and I think the other thing that will be interesting is is like membership models too. Mm-hmm. So how are how are members coming on? Are they incentivized to try a lot of content, or are they kind of like coming in for one instructor specifically? You know, we've actually found that most of them, they're coming in initially for one instructor and then they're finding all of these other great instructors, you know, and that was kind of one of the, the visions is that, that, that would happen is that somebody would come, you know, specifically for my cycle class, but then say, Hey, I want to try a bar class or I want to try a boxing class and then be introduced to a new potential trainer. So it's kind of like taking all of us trainers together and getting all of our followings together, but then expanding them into others. So we're kind of working our network together to really get exposure for everybody else. Um, so that's what we've been finding with the membership is that people are really kind of going, Oh, wow. I didn't know about this loop guy who does boxing and he's legit, you know? So it's really kind of cool in that sense that we're able to bring all of these communities together. Um, so yeah, it's been almost like a discovery platform. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. That's a good word for it. <laughs> uh, so talk a little bit about the DJ firm. We, we work with them yeah. too. We love, we love the DJ firm. Um, talk about how that partnership's working um, and sort of how you, you found them in the first place. Yeah. So Sai, who's one of the owners of the DJ firm, him and I have been friends now for close to 10 years. We've actually known each other. We started Years and years ago, we became connected because I was teaching at Flywheel at the time and he was doing our live DJ rides. Mm-hmm. So Sai and I became pretty close during that time. We've just stayed in touch. So um, we initially, like I had mentioned before, we initially had approached them when we found out that they were had flipped their studio into recording studio as, hey, can we use the space and come in and record MB fitness classes? And they were like, sure, yeah, let's do it. So we started recording there. And that was kind of where the idea came up because seeing that Eric, who is the other owner of the DJ firm, has all of this knowledge with recording, graphic design, and all of that stuff. You know, he was kind of the the missing link, mm-hmm. so to speak, to the actual creation of this formal, you know, recording space of Shy Society. So it was kind of one of those things where it was right time, right place. And I guess my sales techniques ticked in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was able to sell them the, on the idea of, you know, forming and coming in as partnerships. So that's, uh, the four of us are all equal owners of the company. So it's Eric, Sai, um, myself and Bobby. So we've kind of all have our own unique niches that we fill. Um, but yeah, it works really well. It's a, it's a, it's a nice partnership. We're a nice little family here. <laughs> I love that. And I, I think when it comes to, so I, I know Eric and Sai pretty well at this point too. And I, I yeah. think w- when it comes to those guys, it's like, Eric is the Aaron. Oh Yeah. Oh, Sai yeah. is the Bobby. Is the Bobby. 100%. Yeah. We recognized that real quick. And it was yeah. funny. Yes. <laughs> but Sai, you need those. <laughs> you need those. Yeah. Sai yeah. cares very deeply about like the artists and the mm-hmm. connections to, to DJs all over the place. And he's, he's like a, a creative for sure. Yes. And Eric is so organized, um, yeah. keeps the books, <laughs> you know, like, does yes. all of that. Totally. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, okay. Are you ready for some rapid fire questions? Go. Okay. First question. What do you think is going to happen to fitness? Oh my gosh. Okay. So this is what I think. And this is, I'm, I feel pretty confident about it because I've been researching and talking to everybody and their brother. I think what is going to happen is I think people have already invested so much and are now in the routine of working out at home that I think that that's going to stay. What I think that's going to happen to fitness is I think that 
boutique fitness in particular, it's going to be a thing to do on the weekends that I think people are going to, you know, go to brunch on a Saturday after taking class together. So it's going to be more of kind of, um, a treat, so to speak. I I don't think that it's going to be the same hustle and bustle that we experienced before of people, you know, waking up and taking class every single day and going down, down there, because now that people have been exposed to the conveniences of working from home and the less expense, I think people are the consumer smart, you know, they're going to go, I can do this at home and I don't need to. I do feel that though, once studios open up at a bigger capacity and COVID is kind of curtailed a bit, I do think that there will be a big rush to get back into studios just because people want to get out and experience it. But I think that they will kind of have that eye opening moment of, okay, you know, <laughs> that's what I think. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Would you rather go for an hour long run or take an hour long cycling class? cycle for sure. I hate running. <laughs> Have you always if hated I running? Run, I've always hated running. My joke has always been, I'm like, if you ever see me running, you should probably start running too. <laughs> it is not for good. <laughs> we are running from something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I hate running. <laughs> um, okay. So your, your twin daughters. Yes. Do you <sighs> think, do you think that they're going to follow in mom's footsteps and be an entrepreneur? Or what, what are you sort of seeing from their two-year-old personalities? Yeah, they are little bosses. It's, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah. You know, Kennedy, I think is a little bit more, I call her my little mommy because she'll, you know, kind of scold and reprimand Lila be like, no Lila, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I definitely think that they, you know, even being two years old, they have big personalities and they know what they want. So I, I do think they're going to be little bosses. I love it. Are they in the big emotion phase yet? Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Everything is no mine, no my mommy, my mommy, and temper tantrums. <laughs> oh yeah. boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun over at this household. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, would you rather have a morning um, where you have breakfast in bed or an evening where you have limitless cocktails of your choice? Evening limitless cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> Erin, um, that's the end of my rapid fire questions for you. Do you have anything else that I didn't ask you about or tell us where to find Shy Society? Give us the yes. Yeah. So you can find us um, online www.shy-society.com. You can also stalk us on Instagram at shy underscore society underscore. Um, We welcome all stalking. So come (laughs) on over, check us out. We do have a free three-day trial for the membership. So if anybody is interested in kind of checking out, they can definitely sign up and take advantage of that three-day free trial too. Um, Classes are added every single week and lots of classes every single week. So there's always fresh content coming in. So it's exciting. But yeah. That is fun. And for the listeners at home, that's shy, like C-H-I- not the yeah, other way. Not your shy. Erin, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much. This is great. It was so good to see you. Good to see you too. We'll have a lot of dog cutting to do. But. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to the listeners at home, thank you for joining us. And to Ryan Barayuga, thank you for providing the video version of the podcast. And to Ryan Deffitt, thank you for editing our sound. And thanks to Erin for being here. <laughs>